No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey everybody, when I get the chance, I like to support the Grateful Dead family when they own and operate businesses, and I'm sure you do too. And if you live in Portland or Denver, you know what you can do? What? Go to Fire on the Mountain. You can go to Fire on the Mountain because they have the best chicken wings, salads, burgers, pizza, desserts. Mel, help me out. And merch. What merch? They've got some dope socks, they've got t-shirts, they've got some beanies, and if you don't live in Portland... And if you don't live in Denver and are sad, you can totally go to PortlandWings.com and order yourself some of those delicious sauces that Apple was just talking about. No, he wasn't. No, I was getting ready to talk about those sauces. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, Mel, throw out, man. What what sauces, Apple, that you were just talking about? You also go over there, you can check out all their sauces, like their spicy (laughs) peanut, Jamaican jerk, bourbon chipotle, raspberry habanero, their buffalo sauces, and their constantly monthly rotating special sauces. That's right. And if you're not down with like the chicken wing hamburger thing, they got plenty of salads and vegan options to make your mouth and your belly feel happy. So go to PortlandWings.com or FOTM PDX or FOTM Denver on Instagram. And if you live in Portland or Denver, three locations in Portland, two in Denver. It's the bomb and it's Grateful Dead family owned and operated. Fire on the mountain. Leave room for dessert. You know what? What? Our amazing sponsor, Shop Tour Bus. Shop, Shop Tour Bus. Bus. They're, they're doing something that I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm having a hard time with. What, What's, man? Yeah. They're coming out with dope shirts so quickly, it's hard <laughs> to keep up with. It's kind of like when Stephen King started writing books quicker than I could read them. That's you know, true. They've come out with so many dope designs lately. They Isn't have, that better, though, and instead of having it, like shitty stuff coming out? Oh, it's absolutely <laughs> a bunch of crap. Yeah, to, 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 to like have too many good things yeah. to choose from. But like, I mean, the wheel in three different color variations, the estimated profit, the jack straw, the addicts of my life, the not fade away. Like they just, they, they do yeah. design so quickly and so well. You should, you should go to shoptourbus.com and check out what they got going on. Look at these designs that we're talking about when you order them. It comes in an all over print box that is definitely a keepsake to keep your stuff in. And it comes with all kinds of extras in there. And some of you are going to get a Miracle Grateful Dead bootleg cassette tape in your order. Yeah. And they got restocked with those too. So I think chances are probably better. Yeah. And they're giving you free shipping when, when you, you put, put in, in the, the promo, promo code, code 
No Simple Road, all one word. Then you get free shipping from our family and friends over at Shop Tour Bus. So go to shoptourbus.com or at Shop Tour Bus on Instagram. Use the promo code No Simple Road. April 19th through the 23rd, down in Ventura, California, we are going to be celebrating with our Grateful Dead family at Skull and Roses. Skull and Roses. Skull and Roses. I said Skull and Roses. <laughs> what? <laughs> Five days on the beach. Five days. That's Five days. days on the beach. Five days. <laughs> Holy crap. Two performances by Phil Lesh and friends. Wow. We're going to get a performance from O'Teal Dark Star Orchestra. How about the Garcia Birthday Band? Our Portland favorite. heroes. Leftover salmon circles around the sun. And what Dogs I'm really excited about is the Latin Dead. And Boombox. So this year there is an expanded shakedown street. There's places to cool off out there. There's camping options. Go to, sh- uh, I almost said shop tour bus. Skull Go to skullandroses.com and get yourself some tickets. Now come hang out with No Simple Road. We're going to be there too, man. We, you know, just saying. Yeah. It's that's a, you're in for a special treat. As we said, this is hollowed ground. It is just magical. Who it's hollowed like, it out? It's like the, the Grateful Dead, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin. <laughs> Like so many people have played there. Yeah, right yes, it is. Thanks for the that correction. Too. It's hallowed too. Yeah, but it, it's, it's like stepping back in time. It, it definitely is. If you want to know what a Grateful Dead show was like back in the 80s or 90s, just come with us to Skull and Roses, April 19th through the 23rd. Go to skullandroses.com and make sure to check out wallofnews.love. Every week they have different articles with bands that are playing and all kinds of really cool stuff is going on over on Wall of News. So go check it out. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspy, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. 
can't just way. get edgy because you weren't paying attention. So you got what? caught on your phone. Yeah, I was on my that's phone. That's the way it goes. I was looking at our commercials. The, how yeah. are you looking at commercials? I was looking at our sponsors to hey, see no. if there was anything how going on with our commercials. Hey, this is Apple. <laughs> and Mel. And Aaron. And right. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. We're mixing it up a little. Hey, no. He got into our triple argument here. Yeah, man. You, welcome to our argument. No, we're just we're just hanging out. Hey, we're just joshing. Everybody, I am really, really, well, I'm excited this week for two, two main reasons. The first reason that I'm excited this week is because Mel and I are in Mexico seeing fish right now. That's the, Woo! the it's Friday and we just got there yesterday or here yesterday and we're mm-hmm. seeing fish and we're celebrating. We've got our, our bathing suits on and right. our sunscreen mm-hmm. and we're partying. That's right. We're celebrating our 25th year of being husband and wife. And of our week. nuptials. Yes, of our glorious nuptials. Looks like you made Doesn't it. Doesn't that sound dirty? My well, you glorious know, nuptials. Our nuptials. <laughs> you want to see my, you want to see my glorious nuptials? Ew, yes. Don't tell anybody about don't our nuptials. And then the second reason that I'm excited, and the most important reason, honestly, is because the most important. Our guest for the show is LPGOB this week. And I have to say, that I think that in recent memory, and I think you guys will probably agree with me. I'm going to step out on a limb here. Okay. This was our favorite episode we've done in a while. Yes. You think so? Yes. You know how like, well, of course, you know, but for everybody who doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I usually know. <laughs> Every time we do somebody that's incredible, it's always like, it's our new favorite. But when we hung up with LPGOB, we were like, oh my God, it's our freaking favorite. And somehow she reminded me of my daughter somehow she reminded me of everybody that i love in life her f- smiles infectious her music her e- everything about her made us fall in love with her yeah and it, it was one of those conversations that was just completely effortless from the jump the like second. The, it wasn't like <laughs> okay, we're going to try and do an interview. And then you start doing the interview and then halfway through, you're like, okay, I found my rhythm and you're doing it. And then no, she was ready to go from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. The second we saw her smile on zoom and it was on and it got emotional too. It It got heavy. It got light. And she's just ray of sunshine. And LP, before we get lost up into what we talk about, I'm so proud of you. Thank you for spending time with us. And I cannot wait to hug it out in person sometime. And I, I'm going to say my PSA that I've said before, only because this is her episode and this is where it deserves to be. And I, I just feel like it needs to be said again. You know, it, it, there's a lot of static that happened when she came out with her Garcia remix. And um, it, through talking to her, when we were done with this interview for like two days afterwards, I couldn't get it out of my head. Like it really bothered me that our wider grateful dead family treated her the way that they treated her. And, um, some, some, yeah, some, it's not everybody. And and it was, it was a little bit shocking and, uh, and it made me sad. Was it shocking? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was shocking to me that people would slide into her DMs and be mean. Unfortunately, that's reality. No, I know? get it. But you know what, man? I At this point, I'm 51 years old. I'm approaching elder status in, a, in the community that I'm a part of. And I just have to say from my point of view, 
that you are giving us a bad name if you do that and that you should just keep your opinions to yourself. It's easy to do. You learned it in kindergarten. If you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. And that's it. Turn the channel. Keep moving. Do what you got to do, man. Not everybody's going to do something that you dig all the time. And that's okay. You don't have to like everything. I don't like everything, but I don't slide into people's DMS and shit on them when I don't like them. The first rule of being a deadhead is to be kind. Okay. And that's it. And it really, really like bothered me because she's from this family. You know what I mean? She's not like some person that saw a Grateful Dead t-shirt in H&M, thought it was cool, put it on and then remixed Garcia's album. She is born of this family came from it understands it was raised in it and was doing her best to do something beautiful through her lens of expression and it's a natural progression she's a she's the daughter of deadheads she grew up on the music so of course her representation of what this music is is going to come through her in her own way like it did now it's not going to be like it was and it's okay and not everybody has to like it. That's, I get that. But that people would be mean is, is in this community is what bummed me out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So don't be mean. So check it out. If you want to be kind, what you need to do is you need to go over to LPGOB.com. Check out her site. She has an awesome site that'll link you to pre-ordering. She has a bunch of pre-orders. She has the Young and Sick shirt that is on pre-order. Actually, it start, started shipping on the 17th, I believe. Cool. Because I'm ordering one of those. Her out debut album, Light Places, you can order on vinyl. It's coming out May 12th. It also has a link to other merch of hers. Then it also has the link to This Is Fem House. Uh, we talk about that in this interview. You'll learn a lot more about what she's doing and what they're doing over there. But that's the way to find out about her stuff. She is, I could sit here for the next 10 minutes and tell you all the places oh my she's going to be dude. playing. You need, to, you need to go over and look and see when she's coming to your area. I'm, and, and your area could be anywhere in the world. Because <laughs> she is going all over Mexico, Italy, all over, back and forth. She just bounces around the globe. That's crazy, man. Can you imagine just like we go to Northwest String Summit and fish for a week, you know, two weeks. And we're like, oh, I need I need a week to recuperate, man. She's bouncing all over the planet. She's, yeah. she's going to be at Coachella. She's going to be at Isla Mujeres oh, wow. for a stint, actually. Empire Music Festival, a few times in Austin, her current hometown. like EDC in Mexico. Ibiza, all, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. She's, she's blowing up. And it, it was super cool to get the opportunity to sit down with her now and in this part of her career. You know what I'm saying? To to like encapsulate this moment in time and have this snapshot. And uh, I think you all out there are really going to dig this, man. We had a really good time and I think you're going to have a good time listening to it. So we're going to work and get you there. But our work consists of doing the business before we take you on. Mel, do you want to start it? Follow us on several social media platforms. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Okay. All right. And at, then at no simple road. That's right. And then if you want to go further and deeper and cuter into the <laughs> no simple road fun, no simple road.com. That way you can find out what we're up to as far as like where we're going to be. If you want to, 
grab a show with us. How about if you want to order a cute new t-shirt because yours is a little bit faded. We have a young and sick No Simple Road design up there as That's well. That's right. And then also if you want to do a tarot reading with Aaron and myself with the Grateful Dead tarot deck. It is incredible. It's an hour of fun, uh, interesting stuff covered. You get a playlist at the end. What else? Go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road. That is how you can monetarily support the show. That is how we get to continue to do what we're doing right now. We have recently revamped our Patreon. There is patron only content up there, including side roads, which is interviews with the three of us going super deep. And uh, our producer, Corey, is taking care of all of that over there. Also, if you sign up for the $5 tier, you get access to the No Simple Road Discord server so you can interact with the fellow members of the No Simple Road family and hang out with each other and Discord. And have fun. Discord. (laughs) Be Discordian. (laughs) And then if you want to, you can go over to Apple Podcasts. You can give us that five star, punch that five stars and go beyond that. Leave us a review. As we've said before, we got one in January. We haven't had one yet. February's coming to an end quick. Somebody please hook us up. Valentine's thing, something. Yeah, man. Whatever you want to call it. But if you want to go beyond that, you can call the tepid line. Uh, what do I do with the tepid line? 971-808-1524. Is that number 971-808-1524? Well, Mel, on the tepid line, you know, if you felt like it, you could call up. You could do whatever you wanted. You could sing a song. What? For you, I'd say you could play the banjo. You could sing a song. You could sing a song and play the banjo. Okay. You could you play could the tell banjo a joke. and rap. Okay. Yeah, you could tell a cute story like you'd tell Jasper or something. <laughs> I mean, it's fun. limited. You could share a recipe, a healthy recipe, an unhealthy recipe. Tell yeah. us about the time you saw LPGOB in concert. Yeah. yeah. How yeah. about that? So, it's, I mean, you How could do it? whatever you want. Your imagination is Run the wild. limit. Yeah, use your imagination. <laughs> anyway, if you want to do something that doesn't cost anything other than some air in your lungs and some time with a friend, tell somebody that you know about the show. When somebody I know tells me about something that they think is cool, most of the time, because they know me and I know them, it's right. You know what I mean? So, if you like the show, Share it with somebody that doesn't know about it. Help us grow the show. Spread the mycelial network of the No Simple Road family so that we can continue doing this and bringing you dope-ass interviews like this one you're about to listen to. You're going to thank us. You haven't even heard it yet, but you're going to thank us about it. What was that noise, Apple? That's the suspense building. Oh, (laughs) I thought that was you like burping or... No. Oh, okay. No, I guess I wasn't too clear. No, you weren't. You're a little blurry. All right. Ready, everybody? I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Without further ado, the No Simple Road crew gives you LPGOB.
Shit together. <laughs> Oof. Totally professional Call too. Order for a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. You're on time. You're um like your, your sound mic- and your video <laughs> yeah, working. That usually takes video? three to four minutes with other artists. <laughs> We're like, like, you're muted. Bottom left corner. <laughs> Don't worry, I've been there many a time. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? How are you guys? I'm great. I'm We're, Aaron. We're stoked. Um, my name is Mel. And then we've got And then I'm Apple. Hi, Apple. Hello. <laughs> so how do you want us to refer to you? What name? <laughs> you can call me LP. LP. Everybody but my mother calls me LP. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mom gets special privileges that. She's like, know. no, I, I gave you that name. Like, okay, only you. Fair enough. <laughs> well, pleasure to meet you. Where are you? I am in Austin, Texas. Okay. Fun. You've been, you've been a busy, busy person. It is true. This is um, one of my first weekends home in, I don't know, like three months maybe, and my last until, honestly, I don't know what next. What? <laughs> All right, I'm going to start. Yeah, you got a busy schedule. I'm going to start left field. What's your favorite cartoon character? <laughs> my favorite cartoon character? Whoa! <laughs> um, Gotta have one. Okay, just started watching, what is it called? It's about those kids, those teenage kids who have like hormone monsters. Oh, yeah. Um, Big Mouth? Big Mouth. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, not for kids. The hormone monster of like the main kid. Oh, God, yes. Could, with the, he's my favorite. With the nose. Okay, <laughs> yeah. got it. Yeah. Great answer. Yeah, yeah. perfect answer. Um, I just was, before we were. He threw us off with yeah, that. Yeah, I walked in the room and I was like, Mel, which favorite cartoon I character? Like, I don't no, I don't got kids it's anymore. Good. It keeps me on my toes. I love yes. it. Yes. So, LP, we're catching you at a time where you are soaring like an eagle. It is such a beautiful thing to see, not only a female, but from our home. Well, our now hometown, but you know, home like state. home state, I should say, Oregon. Just thriving. Y'all are in Oregon? Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, in, Portland. we're in Portland. And my son oh, lives. Oh, that amazing. Yeah, yeah, my son lives in Eugene, and you were just in Eugene not too long yes. ago. Yes. 
<clears throat> oh my gosh, I love that. Oh, I have such a special connection to that place. I mean, born and raised, obviously, but yeah. the further I've gone away from there and the more I've spread my wings, the more I realize just how special that place is. Really? What? What? Oh, how yeah. so? Yeah, because you were just like in New Zealand and all that. So like, how do you... There's just something so special about the Pacific Northwest. I mean, you know, some people are beach people or tropical people and, and more power to them, but there's something about a deep deep green tree and the and a and a lake and there's just something special about the mountains and yes. and the I grew up on the um south side of Eugene and so when I would you know leave my house to go on a run it's just like the the frame of my run is just these beautiful trees and mountains. And I'm just, every time I'm home, I'm like, I can't believe that this was just normal to me. And I just totally (laughs) realize how deeply special and like, it just does something for your soul. It's just, I find myself, I have a, my dear friend, Sophie from Sophie Tucker. She's, she's like, you are in your element when you are tapped into little forest Leah. And (laughs) I, I try to, I try to stay with her as much as I can in this industry. Um, and, in my creation process. And yeah, I, it, it's, the Pacific Northwest is just so, I love that place. Yeah. I, I also love the rain. Yeah. Yes. I'm one of those people who is like, I'm a type A overly, like I always have to be going, I always have to be doing something. What's next on the checklist? And when it's raining, you just like finally have this natural state of hibernation, which I think is really, really important for our souls. And yes. it just makes me feel like cozy and, and, not as much pressure and oh i i miss the rain so much we're having a rainy day right now yeah it's, it's raining right You're now so mm-hmm. lucky we, yeah we learned to embrace it too we move we all pretty much grew up most of our lives in las vegas until june of 2016 <laughs> exactly well let me tell Wild you shit. and we decided we took a vacation up here we were thinking seattle and we happened to stop in portland and on our way back stopped in portland again and we all unanimously we we're like Portland. Portland. We're, we we love I the whole. I mean, I, I would live in Portland a heartbeat if my partner could handle the rain better. Uh, that is so wild to go from Vegas to what, what? Why were you in Vegas? Tell me about that. Okay. So, okay. So everybody's got a different. Aaron and I are married. Okay. So we've been married for 25 years. Wow. And, yes. <laughs> and Aaron and Apple have been BFFs for. 30 plus years. 38 years. Yay. Yeah. Yes. So, so we're all super close and Aaron and I, you know, my daughter had moved away to LA and she's a cute little actress and model and does all that there. And our son was getting ready to go into high school and we were just like, Aaron hated Vegas. I was dying, like quite literally dying in Las Vegas. Yeah, he, I was miserable. Oh, I can only imagine. I mean, I'm blown away you survived that long. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do it well being so fair skinned. I hid from the sun most of my life. Yeah, it was it was rough. Well, I, it, honestly, I thrived. I, yeah, she, she was the only one. Well. I loved it. Oh, I had an amazing career. I loved my friends. I could drive to L.A. to visit my baby so quickly. It was dope. But Aaron, on the other hand, like, there it goes. He, yeah. He, oh, it, it worked, babe. He was working outside um, when we were there. And it just, <laughs> Vegas is, well, I'm sure you've been. I mean, you, you guys have only talked about the weather, but like, what about the vibe of that place? So, well, yeah, she has okay. been. I was just watching your, your EDC performance earlier today from last year. And so you've been there. I yeah. Mean, it, it, and EDC is, it's a whole other beast at that time. But yes. I just, I've been there too to, I remember the, okay, so the very first time I ever went there, I was in college, I was at, um, studying jazz piano performance at UC Berkeley, and I had just discovered, uh, 
Daft Punk and Radiohead Ooh, at the same time. What? I was a, I was a, I was a late bloomer, and that <gasps> I was raised by dad heads who were like, "This is the only music that exists." <laughs> so when I left for college, I was like, "Wait, there's more." And I and In Rainbows had just come out. Oh my god! What's well, so it like? Two thousand eight around there? Yeah, around okay. there. Yeah. And I, um, oh my god, I'll never forget this. I we arrived late. And I was in my sweatpants, like a sweatshirt. And I had also, <laughs> I had smoked pot for like one of the first times in my life. It's a lot and of firsts. I get out, on, <laughs> I get out on the strip and I put the, I put on my headphones and I put on in rainbows oh, and no. I just walk through the strip, just like super stoned and, and being immersed by like everything that was fake. Like there's a fake Eiffel tower and there's like a <laughs> fit and I just, I freaked out. Yeah. My friends had to be like, you're okay. That's a proper response. It's like this beautiful music that just like felt like it really, um, it just was the perfect soundtrack to like what's wrong in the world. And then I felt like I was in the, in the epicenter of what was wrong. It was, it was, it was, it's, it's hard to like, I must be missing something. There must be another side. I, I don't see. I'll, okay. I'll give you the, the positives because they will all be happy to give you the negatives. Yeah, I'll tear that <laughs> yeah. place apart. The Sorry. positives is that, you know, Vegas is a tiny. It's a small space. Okay. And you're either going to work in a casino or not. <laughs> Those are your two choices. And so you everybody's very transient in vegas you know they're coming from you know such and such place to like make money and then and you know bounce out they're going to be a cocktail waitress and make thousands and leave and pay for school and all that but in that craziness there's those gems of people that you can connect with because not everybody's on that head trip you know most people are but then you can find these deep connections and i will say that some of the best people that i've ever met are in from las vegas and the other stuff you know like the weather the transient stuff the drugs the drugs the the the, the fakeness like drugs are everywhere oh well that's true yeah well yeah true but i i I guess i'll say it kind of reminds me of like i live in austin texas Uh and like because um we're in a sea of red like people like double down on you know being blue and it's almost like when you find your people in a sea of maybe sort of like fake weirdos like it even feels more oh, yeah like you're bonded even more and you're yes. more grateful for them and like you sort of double down on that so i can it, that, it's kind of like la in that way yes. too i lived in LA for way too long and um I, it's very transient people are trying to make some other life and there's something beautiful to that and there's something kind of weird to that very weird it, yeah it, it was a it's a weird juxtaposition to be like doing any kind of spiritual anything in a place like growing up in Vegas or finding any of thing like that. And then walking out your door into plastic land. It's a, it's like this stark juxtaposition and it's in your face all the, all the fucking time. So it's, you know, yeah, there's no break. I cannot. I'm a very fragile. I'm like, very, like people's energy affects me entirely oh, too much. Yeah. I'm working on that, and that would just <laughs> fucking. Tr- That's why, I like the, the forest and the organ. It's like I immediately feel like. Yep, and it's, I feel oh, the yeah. opposite um, in Vegas. LP, like Aaron was mentioning, the spiritual part. I had some super deep spiritual connections again because the thing about the the landscape of desert it's desolate it's dry so anything that thrives in there is strong yeah, as fuck true. it is strong and so some of the people and some of the like I most of my training in the health and wellness industry and spirituality I got 
in in there in Vegas wow. and meeting the the weirdos that kind of popped up to the you, surface. You had a knack for meeting like the weirdest of weirdos. I still do. Yeah, yeah I can sense that from you. Honestly, <laughs> Vegas needs more of you. So that's, I think that's it was probably a very good thing you were there. LP, I want to go back to something that you said. You know, you said that people's energy affects you. And and what you do is yeah. you are a puppet master of energy, basically. And I mean, how how On is my better days? Yeah, well, I mean, but how how does that? How do you reconcile that? I mean, it, is it easier when it's impersonal and it's twenty five thousand people at a festival? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are like. Uh, it's so funny. I, I go back and I've had this conversation with some dear DJ friends, producer friends of mine, and. You know, I, I'm a producer and I'm a DJ, mm-hmm. and at a festival, um, and, and so and so the, the question is like, are you an artist? Or are you a DJ when you go out to play? You know, mm-hmm. um, oh, wow. which is okay. two totally different skill sets, two totally different things, <clears throat> and audiences like are educated in different ways on, on that, uh, on like what dance music culture is, and some know that, and some maybe don't know that yet, and. At a festival, I'm I'm an artist. There's so much space and distance between me and the dance floor. I can't like read them. I mean, I feel an energy intake for sure that is, you know, very special <laughs> and magical. But it's not really a, a feedback loop. It's more just a, uh, and you know, I'm I'm there to sort of maybe play more of my songs and have higher energy moments. And there's not really a journey. It's like let me bang you in the face for an hour because that's what dance culture music festivals in the u.s have become okay uh and it's and it's i it's it's its own beast and there's beauty in that for sure but um the stuff that i i really like why i do this is for those like tiny sweaty beautiful dance floor moments where you're on the same level as you should be of the dancers and the dj and literally the more energy they're giving me the more i am able to output and it is this beautiful feedback loop and you feel like you're part of something greater than yourself. It's church for people. For, for myself, it is. I'm not an organized religion person, but I, I experience community and higher power in that space. And, and it is completely those when I'm playing, I feel extremely fueled afterwards. I struggle with, and this is something I'm trying to work on. Like when I talk to people, I, I, and this is all on me. I want to, I want to show up for them as they think I am, you know, like oh. I want to hold all this space for them. Like I like, they want to tell me a story of how they've connected with me or like, and I just like, I really want to, to like hold the space and show up. And I find that to be like really special and sacred, but it also ultimately drains me. Mm-hmm. Um, but the music then the sets always fuel me, but the, the like needing to like make sure that I am there for this person who has like come and spent their time and their energy and, uh, I'm like really working on trying to figure out how to balance my energy in those moments. It's hard. It's hard to be everything to everyone. Like you just gave, you did what you, you needed did your to. thing. <laughs> and then there's like, okay, it's like 1795 and now they're still holding their hand out. You pay the 1795. <laughs> like you don't owe any more LP, but, uh, but I, I understand. No, that's so sweet. But like, also like, I, I know, I, I know mean, it's though. just a positive. They're just wanting to like give love. And I, and I've always thought of myself my whole life. I thought of myself as an extrovert but now i'm realizing like oh actually maybe i'm more of an introvert than i than i knew because like i really need a lot of um a, like alone 
time after that experience. And I've, I've never felt that before, but I also do think I'm just, I'm thinking I'm putting too much pressure. If I could just show up, like I'm okay with whatever happens in this exchange, I'm sure it would be way less draining, but I'm just like, am I giving them enough? Oh, like, you're in your head about it. Hug? Like, and that, I, that's, I know that's on me and well, I, I need to. I think that that shows that you give a shit too. I, I mean, that's so much of a yeah. shit. Man. Like, <laughs> that shows really that you care. <laughs> yeah. If, if you were just flippant about it and we're like, whatever, if I'm there for him or not, whatever it's, that would say something completely different. Oh but. my God. I can't fathom feeling that way. I just feel so grateful. I mean, I, I've been grinding at this for like seven, eight years to try wow. to make it work. So it still blows my mind when people show up. I might like, I just, there was like a shift. I played New York um, right before on the end of the year, right before New Year's Eve. And I could, it was like one of the first shifts in my career I could really feel. Ooh. And I just couldn't believe that that many people showed up for me. Like I just, mm. like, it was just like my partner was with me and he was like, well, like I tried, I walked on stage and it was so loud. The screaming was so loud. I, I could barely hear the monitors, you know, and I, it was just a, I just want to, I just want to express my gratitude in that, you know, yeah. so much that I'm draining myself to do it. But <laughs> no. I just, so grateful it, that was something that i wanted wow. to talk to you about is like we're catching you like mel said at a really pivotal moment in all of this like you, you've been grinding for years and now all of a sudden you are everywhere you're <laughs> everywhere and the crowds Dude, are, i am sick of me too so. no and, no, no, and the crowds what? are getting bigger but and, lp it's refreshing <laughs> yeah man it's refreshing to have a beautiful smiley happy face and like even down to what you're wearing, that makes such a difference. Okay, again, coming from Vegas, everything's about heels, tight this, boobs out, everything out, which, you know what? <laughs> I I was in the industry and I helped women look like that and I'm fine with it. I love to empower women however you want, but like... That's the goal is however you want however to look. However you that's want. You should look good exactly. You want to. I'm not hating on it. I could talk about this specific... Oh my God, I could talk about this for fucking ever. I, when I first started, I, um, like in college and like post-college, I was like this glam, like I loved like disco. I threw a party with my best friend that was like disco, queer, bright, like sequins. Like I wore a different sequin ball gown every night. It was like this, it was so fun and, and so creative, um, and free. And then this fucking crazy thing happened. Sorry, am I allowed to cuss? Yeah, no, no, please. Okay. Are you we can't help at, ourselves. I can't so. believe your language. Okay, I'm, I'm a sailor. So <laughs> Young <great>. lady. Uh, <laughs> so then when I started producing music, this is so, so silly and stupid, but when I started produ producing music, there obviously aren't very many of us doing that. And um, I realized that a lot, a lot of people weren't really taking me seriously as a producer naturally there's just you know yes the number game is just not quite there right and so I started and this was at first very subconscious I started dressing like a dude to be taken seriously like I thought like you know everybody oh, assumes wow. like Blessed Madonna makes her own music everybody assumes that Nervo doesn't and um I just I, I fell prey to this and I was just like okay I just I don't want it to be I'm just gonna dress as baggy t-shirts and sweatpants and like that's it and I had this crazy moment where I showed up at a photo shoot. I was about to tour with this other, with this, with another DJ, a dude. And I showed up at a photo shoot, do some press photos with him. And we were literally wearing the exact same thing from head to toe. Oh, no way. <laughs> and I had this moment of like, like, 
LP, you are like your whole mission, like your reason for existing is to empower women. And like, here you are. And and I don't blame myself. You know, I'm, I'm a product of this society. And the mm-hmm. truth is that like, I do think that it's helpful to, that is how I get taken more seriously. And that's culture's problem at large. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I still to this day struggle with it. So I was struggling so hard with it that I was like, ah, man, I hate having to think about what I wear. I hate having to think twice as hard as any other dude out here. It was, uh, it really frustrated me. And, and, um, so I was talking to my mom about this and she was like, well, we have all these vintage Grateful Dead shirts that we've been collecting through our whole, you know, the whole hundred shows we went to. We always bought a shirt, like, and we don't really wear them anymore. Would you like them? I didn't really even listen to the dead at this point. And I was like, How old yeah, you? Okay. okay, that sounds like, like, I love you guys. It makes me feel connected to you guys. Great. Like, I won't have to think about what I'm wearing. I'll just wear a dead shirt and that'll be that. And then, and I started wearing these dead shirts. And then, and this is the power of, you know, how we dress ourselves, I guess. Kids of deadheads started finding me and sending me messages like, are you a deadhead? Like I was, you know, I'm, I'm a dance music fan. I love the, the dance music you make, but my parents are deadheads and it's so cool. It's so crazy to like see you in this. Like I started finding like my tribe, you know, if you're raised by deadheads, it's a very specific, I feel like yeah. I know you immediately if you were also raised by deadheads. Mm-hmm. So I started sort of like finding my people in this way. And then somebody who's working out of a studio gave me some stems from some uh, Grateful Dead sessions because they're like, oh, you must be a deadhead. I've seen you in Grateful Dead shirts. And so then through working through these stems and getting to hear, you know, Jerry's guitars and his voice and like just really studying what was happening there made me realize like, oh, my God, my parents were right. This band. (laughs) (laughs) They're geniuses. Like this stuff is incredible. Right. And then in the pandemic, when I had to live stream in front of a tiny web camera, talk about soul sucking, <laughs> I decided like I had to make this as interesting for myself as possible. So I started rewarping the stems and the the vocals and layering them over different beats and like sort of treating my gear as, you know, this is these are the drums and I would cue I would uh key all of the different um, piano loops or instrument loops I had and then jam uh, with them and then use the... So I I sort of started thinking of myself as a one-woman jam band and then Bob Weir's manager saw a stream where I was doing that and then that's how everything happened. So really, it started with the t-shirts. Wow. Wow. Okay. And that that makes sense It started with clothes. See, Aaron always is giving me a hard time about outfits and I'm like, it's fucking important. Well, the well, like the dates in seven months, and she's like, okay, we got to figure out what we're gonna wear. <laughs> well, uh, oh, you want to know why? Because you got to have your game ready. I'm not a look. I am, despite what that sounds like, I am not a, a heavy planner. I'm not. I'm most of the time. I'm very. No, like, you're a heavy outfit planner. Yes, but an outfit planner, and the the reason why is because it is important and when you go somewhere and you feel good in whatever you wear and i'm not talking about sexy or not sex i'm not talking about that just you feel good yeah things change you have this certain air and this certain attitude about you and it makes a difference and if you can have a little bit of an edge in an uncomfortable moment why not well i i want to take it a step further too (laughs) there is a deep especially growing up in eugene you're gonna know this there's a deep history and culture around the grateful dead there is deep magic in that family it's it's real it's a real thing and those as silly as it seems those shirts are steeped in that it's part of the vibration of that thing the dna is in it it's yeah it's It's also how you say like 
you identify yourself. Like I am part of, this is my, this is what I believe in. This is my, this is my ethos. This is like, it's how you can immediately identify and find others that identify that same way. And it's so, and actually that's so special. It's especially, you're also, you're also very fortunate to, I think, you know, you know, being raised by deadheads, looking at those shirts, I said, I was like, wherever she got these, she either spent a lot of money or somebody Cared gave about these them. to her. Because People have offered me an absurd amount of oh, money yeah. for some of these shirts. And I'm obviously like over my dead body. Will these ever like, I'm going to pass these on to my children if I am lucky enough to have them one day. And like, this is, this is a family heirloom. Yes. Like, yes. Oh, yeah. yes. I had no idea. Like, and my mom kept them in, she, she kept them in, um, uh, like sealed bags and like, like she really knew what she was doing. Yeah, Thank she did. God. Yeah, they're mint condition. Wow. Yeah. I, 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 Shout I, out, mom. I've been <laughs> jealous, jealous of some of those. Been like, where did she get that? It, so it just it makes explains me with your parents. It but just so, makes me say, I wish I would have taken care of all the, this stuff. So LP, you you get the you clearly acknowledge the magic then of well, not just clothing, but the Grateful Dead and how it can turn up in such strange ways and bless you in like a way that you never even could have like contemplated or or even made up in your wildest fantasies it comes up because i saw you on in relics there was like a an article in relics and i started reading the article and i was like oh my god like she's from eugene like what like why don't i've never heard about her like we need to know about her and then like then it went on from there and i was like oh shit and then looking at you like when you play and just literally the happy energy that you bring lp is is exactly why we wanted to have you on the show yeah, I, I say we wanted everyone to know that didn't know about you to know about you because that is so infectious and who i don't even like you're playing some dope stuff i'm not saying anything that but it doesn't matter what you're playing because your energy is playing the whole room and that's that's what I, I wanted to convey to I you. I appreciate you saying that. I I'm a very much a type A perfectionist um, to like the death of me. And I had a really awesome moment recently where, because you know I'm, I'm I'm making edits before every set. I'm create. I'm like I'm <laughs> on the airplane. I'm just trying to like make the per- formulate the perfect set. And have I create dug enough? And like have I made the edit of that song that I create dug enough for into like. Oh my gosh. Okay. And I had a moment where I was playing in, um, this is a few years ago. I was playing and my parents and my, I had an aunt and uncle there and I was so nervous because I wanted it to be so good. Cause I want, I care so much with it. I mean, I, of course they would, if I farted on a mic, they'd be like, we love you. Yeah. And I still wanted it to be like the best, you know? Yeah. And I got right up on stage and the very first thing I did was completely mess up. Like, tanked okay like the worst mix that you i don't even truly to this day i'm like how did the mix go so bad (laughs) and it was the biggest blessing that that happened because i just kept on going and i just tapped more into like i am here to be a feedback loop of joy and if i can find my joy then maybe i can spread my joy and i just dug into that and it turned out to be the best set ever and i realized it's not what you say but it's how you make people feel. And so, yes, I really care about the music that I'm like finding and making and spreading to other people. But at the end of the day, there's an energy exchange that's so much greater than that. And I really, I try to focus on that when I get nervous. Well, it comes through. Well, I wanted to say, because what you know with your upbringing, it is very daring to do what you did with like the Garcia mix stuff. You're stepping in front of an audience that is the, (laughs) uh uh-huh. 
that is like the most critical of every bit of music. And even when, when I first heard about you, it, it's like, okay, here, here we go. Here goes someone else. But you obviously treated, you were raised right. You treated it respectfully. It, yeah. The way the way it came I mean, out I, and everything is just amazing. And I said, when we were listening to you, I was like, you know what? She is sunshine daydream. Yeah. Yep. It was like, oh shit. She okay, knows what she's all, doing. Thank you so much for that. Every time I go on one of these shows, I'm like, okay, are they going to rip me to shreds or are they going to? And so thank you so much for making this a safe space. And oh, I, will, shit. I will just say that I, you know, I, I was raised by deadheads, but my, my specific lineage of deadheads is very progressive and like loving all sorts of music and their friends are that way. So I actually was taken aback by, you know, I've had like some haters in general, you know, doing in my career, but never ever have I met people so mean <laughs> as in this community. It's oh, blown my shit. mind. But it kind of in, in that at first it was like really, you know, I was like, shoot, I was out here just like trying Trixie Garcia asked me to do it. And I was out here like trying to, you know, fucking, show my love and appreciate the thing about remixes you are never going to make it better of course i'm not going to make it better that is not even sort of the goal like i just you know was just so honored to be able to try to put my spin on it or whatever and when there was there definitely i mean there will always be uh and still is some really like some of the meanest like people dm like taking their time to send me personal messages wow. <laughs> and i finally had to be like okay i'm gonna not look at the, my my to, my tour manager was like i'm gonna start going through your dms and i'll just let you know the ones that you should look at <laughs> well shit i'm but, glad we made it through all that being said like i you know that to me it just like reemphasized the power of this band man and and i and i've talked to uh, trixie a little bit about this but like the worship of Jerry and, you know, the godlike stature that he took that ultimately turned out to be, you know, not great for his life. Yeah. Um, you can really, you can, I've been really able to see that aspect of this, but at the same time, their music is incredible and it has changed people's lives. And so I absolutely get that. Yeah. But what, for me, what has counterbalanced all of that is this. Okay, and I had no idea that this would be a product of of, of what I made. <clears throat> so I was up playing in the sand, and afterwards, this dad comes up to me, and he's like, "So I I dragged my daughter, who's who's about your age, to playing in the sand because like I really wanted to make sure that she saw Dead and Co. or you know, a, a, one of the Grateful Dead iterations, um, since you know their music changed my life." And she kind of begrudgingly came. Um, and she said, I'll only come if you come to the late night to see LPGOB because, you know, dance music is what I'm into. And I really like dance music. <clears throat> and he was like, okay. And so she went to the, uh, dead and co and she loved it. Of she course. fell in love. She finally got it. Like you have to do it live to get it, you know? And then she dragged him to my set and, oh my God, afterwards he said, we, we've never danced harder or shared more love together for the two hours you played. And I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm, I don't know how much longer I'm going to have. And oh, I know that she's going to have oh, these two wow. hours with her for the rest of her life. So thank you. Holy shit. I was wow. like, yeah, that's, that's everything it. to me. That's I, it. I recently played in Eugene and this son flew in from LA and his dad flew in from Philly because his dad hates rave music, hates everything is all the music his son is into. His son is a, is a queer, beautiful man. Didn't really like the whole world that he was a part of. 
but he was a deadhead. And so his son was like, let's go to the show. It's yeah. the first show ever that they've been to together. Wow. And I could see them in the front. They told me the story before and I could see them in the front row hugging and sharing oh. joy. And like, if I can be any part of bringing these two generations together, then like, there's no greater honor. That's what you're doing. That's like That's what you're here to do. Like our daughter is 27 years old and she what is a 27 year old. Yes. Yeah. We have a grand, we have a grand, we're grandparents. Grandparents. We're grandparents. We're grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is incredible. Whatever vampire, like it's whatever blood you're sucking, keep doing it. Live music. Um, you know what? Like there's Live a lot. Music, I, yes. I, you know, my I told you my training was in uh beauty and wellness. Is I'm an esthetician, long time esthetician, but also honestly, happiness. And I'm not being, I'm not like, but okay. So back to our daughter. Um, she grew up also um, with Grateful Dead, not necessarily as much as you, because I was not a deadhead growing up at all, but definitely with my husband and having, being able to bridge that gap between, I feel like these two generations um, are furthest apart than any other generations could ever be with like how people are thinking, what's going on in the world, all the changes. And for anybody to be able to successfully bridge a gap with these two generations, that is God's work for like for real. And I mentioned my daughter because she is also like, she DJs as well with her husband. Um, their, uh, their DJ name is win win. It's their last name. And yeah. And she has done so much to do the same thing in her own field and in her own way. And it is like the most, literally the most beautiful thing you could ever see when you have grandparents, parents and kids and grandbabies all in one space <laughs> that can have a great time and dance it out and share and like forget about all the shit that's like pulling you apart and just be happy in the moment. And I don't know. I'm just like so grateful that you're doing this. And you know, I, oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. So I brought my dad to the very first, before any of this Grateful Dead stuff started happening, I brought my dad to his first raid. My parents, my, my partner owns, runs some music festivals. And so um, they came to one of them and my dad stepped on the field and he, <laughs> he's, God bless this man. He turned to me and he goes, Oh, Okay, I get it. If I was born now, I'd be a raver instead of a hippie. I would be, um, I would be taking Molly instead of acid. But <laughs> everything else is the same. Like this is like you know the plur community, uh, like love being about something greater than yourself, nonstop dancing, the joy, like. And that was the first time I really saw the through line between these two communities that unfortunately like kind of is quite separate right now. But like yeah. it's it's we're all looking for the same thing. We're all looking we for love and joy and community. And these two areas of music really that that's the focus of why we do this. Uh, and it was just so fucking cool to see that. And I there's a there's a point in my life where I was like, uh, you know, being a musician is just too selfish of an of an endeavor. I feel like if I really want to change the world, like I need to be an activist or, you know, go into nonprofit work or I was really having sort of a, a crisis of conscious. And it was my mom who pulled me aside and was like, whatever you want to do, obviously I support you. But the happiest hours and moments of my life were at Grateful Dead shows. Aww. 
I, you know, when I was growing up and working whatever jobs, like those are the things that I look forward to. Those are the, those. And after those shows, that would be, that magic would be carried with me for weeks as I got through my, you know, mundane life. Like that is important work. That is therapy to people. And if you can figure out a way to be the, your best self and show up for that, that is really important work. And, and I'm so grateful she said that to me. You know, wow. I'll, I'll tell you seriously, like, Mel told you we've been married 25 years and there's pivotal moments in my life, but the most transformational moment in my life is not some speech. It's not a movie. It's not a book I read. It's the moment I stepped into my first Grateful Dead concert that changed me. Honest to God, it changed me more than anything ever. It completely, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. It's just simple. I wouldn't, nothing, none of this. And if you can be an adjunct for that kind of thing to happen in people's lives, just imagine the ripples that come out from that kind of change into the world. You're changing the world. Yeah. Yeah. Ripple and sweet water. That's right. That's right, baby. Oh, man. I, I appreciate you. You know, there's, being a touring artist is, especially a, a DJ, they kind of, on a, at least on, if you're in a band on a tour bus, you're, a, you're you know, moving along through through the country as quickly as a bus moves. But there are times where I'll be in three different countries in three different nights because oh um, they can just throw you on an airplane and ping pong you across the globe. Uh, <sighs> and so a lot of my time is spent, like the, the show is always beautiful and the hours in between are pretty grueling and kind of like extreme lows. So I say all that to say, thank you for reminding me and thank you for taking this moment to, to sort of reconfigure my brain. I'm like, yeah, this, this is really beautiful. And and look, I, obviously we weren't there, but I saw playing in the sand. Like I saw what you did. You know what I mean? Like those people were boogieing and, and, <laughs> I've never been two hours. I've never been happier in my life. Solid hours. It was, there's a, there's a, there's a video I'll share with you that I posted a video and afterwards I saw that my mom, my mom was in the front row riding the rail. (laughs) It's like the drop of of one of the remixes. I played one of the remixes and like the, like you can hear everybody screaming and singing to it. And then the drop happens. And my, my fucking mom is literally, (laughs) I noticed this till afterwards. Holding the rail and head banging like you want to believe. Yeah, that would be Mel. Just, just, oh oh man, I, I don't. I, I felt like I was dead sober. <clears throat> I try to be sober when I play because I think that's when I can like give the most, you know, energy. I love a good time. I love a good party, but not till I'm done playing. Sure. But in that moment. I, it felt like I had taken a hundred hits of ecstasy. I could feel every dopamine, every serotonin. And it was just like, and, and the kind that, that satiates you, not leaves you craving more. Like it was like the most like raw. I had to, as soon as it was done, I had to go in the green room and like sit down and like, my partner came back and was like, I like, like, Oh my God. I was like, I just, I just like need a, I need a minute. (laughs) And then afterwards talking to these, you know, I've never gotten to play for just deadheads before. Right. And that, 
and, and especially leading into this, I'd gotten a lot of mean comments from the remix. So I was like, oh, um, I, I honestly was like, this is going to go horrible. I was worried sick. I was even thinking like, should I not do this? Like, should I not be here? I don't want to be like offending this community that raised me. This community that means more, like the reason I make music is this space. And like, what if this goes bad? And they already, you know, oh, I was so nervous. And afterwards I went out there and just the amount of just love and gifts and like, it just, it, there was a moment where I, I felt, you know, a little bit like hurt by this community. And after that, I just like felt so oh, like, no, I knew like these people are the nicest people on the planet. These people are fucking amazing. And it was, I'm so glad I got to do that. So like, I, I was going to say, let me, let me tell you something real quick. Cause we know from experience, usually the ones that are putting it down never gave it a chance. Well, and here's, They never listened to it all the way through. If at all, this, the concept <laughs> sometimes puts older deadheads off to like you don't do that <laughs> apple like, and, and here's the other part of it and this it is, might not be for you which i totally yeah, respect, there we go don't listen to it change the yes, channel don't yep, listen to it don't channel. tell me i'm doing a bad thing here's, here's my psa to all you older heads that are listening to this and and to everybody they will lp yeah. they'll listen so here's the thing man <laughs> this community you when you do that you give all of us a bad name it's <laughs> shitty and if you think about Uncle John's band, are you kind? Are you being kind oh when you God, do that? Like no, you're not. And also you're, come play in Uncle John's band. They're inviting everybody to do it. You're being <laughs> shitty. And I don't understand. I, I, I think maybe I don't want to put the put it completely on the advent of social media. But I feel like because social media, we have the ability to comment on everything. We have this notion that we can shit on whatever we want now and it's okay and it doesn't hurt anybody because it's behind the screen well fuck that people are real and they're putting their heart and soul on the line to do shit that means something to them you have no idea what their story is what is a city without its music the legacy of the new york philharmonic is incredible nearly two centuries of history that's a lot of music and a lot of stories i was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. You know, and I I am a very sensitive flower. And I, when I first got off, like when uh, Mark Allen, who runs his estate, and Trixie reached out to see if I wanted to do this, my first thought was, oh my God, Jerry is a member of our family. Yeah. Jerry's voice is like my uncle's voice. Aww. This is like, it was too overwhelming. Like the pressure, I was like, if I, because not thinking about any of this other stuff, just thinking, I have to know I did the best that I could possibly do, you know, for myself, that I gave these everything that I had. And at the at this point, I, I mean, I'm on the road 295 days a year, you know? And so like, I was like, am I really going to be able to do this? Like I, um, I, I just, I was so nervous that like, I, (laughs) that I needed to give as much as I could, as much as, you know, that, that Jerry has given to our family. And so I was so, so nervous. And then when I, you know, when I first started reading the responses, I was like, oh my gosh, oh no, like, did I mess up? And, um, but I have a little bit, I've developed a little bit of a tougher skin, you know, but my mom, Oh, <laughs> I was like, mom, I, t- I call my dad. I was like, dad, my dad is like, whatever. 
I was like, dad, you need to take, um, you need to block the Jerry's Instagram account on mom's phone because she can, I, this isn't, she can't handle this. Oh. <laughs> just have her, oh. just have her read the comments on mine. Like it was so funny to see, uh, I was way more worried about my mom, you know, cause this is really, yeah. Her people. Yeah, and I, and, and I'm her daughter, we're best friends and she's so protective of me. And it, <laughs> I had to be like, just stop reading. Like, just like mom, just like they can just skip over and listen to another song. You can just stop reading. <laughs> See, like my thought when I when I saw that the you know it had been said and done and you did your job, I was like, wow, she got to have a mountaintop moment with her parents in their backyard with the, your talent. I was like, I can't believe how high she must with, be feeling. With Bobby, with, yeah. with okay, so let me these the the two highlights of this trip. So the very first night, um, like their flight was actually like they were had a layover and then their flight to Mexico was canceled. They didn't think they could get in in time. And like it was really expensive to get another flight. And, you know, I was like, I, was like, Let, I, I got it. Like you just you have to get here. Like this is going to be one of those special weekends of our, you know, she's like, it's just one night. Like we'll just miss the first night. It's OK. I was like, no, you got to get here. <laughs> and um, so we get there and she gets there kind of late. But both my parents and like we're walking along the beach from our, our resort to get there. And right as we roll up. They're playing Eyes of the World, which is my mom's song. Like that's her, my dad's Uncle John's band. She's Eyes of the World. And I, I've never been able to hear that with her live in any iteration. I never actually got to see Jerry. He passed before I could go. Um, and so I walked up and they were playing it. Oh my God. And my, my mom, I don't think she knew that I heard her, but she, um, she turns to my dad. She goes, honey, we're home. And then the whole time she, she turns around and she's hugging my dad and they're singing the lyrics to each other. And I just felt like, God, I can't believe I get to come from these people, you know, who just cherish this and are just so full of love and joy. And that was one of the most, I was with my partner and we were, I got a, I like snuck a little video of it. So I, you know, I could have that forever. Oh, it was yeah. fucking amazing. And I was like, I get it. Like I get, I get this. Like I've only, I saw Mickey Hart's band. I, I've seen Phil Esch and Friends, but I'd never seen Den & Co yet. And, oh, it was so, so magical. And then afterwards, there, uh, the the manager reached out and, and asked if I wanted to, um, you know, he knows my parents are deadheads. And like, hey, would you like to bring your parents back to meet Bob? And and so I turned to my parents. I was like, do you, you guys want to go <laughs> go meet Bob? Holy shit. And <laughs> my mom was like, what? Like, <laughs> what am I gonna say that like what you know? And I, I was, I was like, we just, you, you got to do it. My mom's a little bit more shy. I was like, we, my dad's like, absolutely, let's go, <laughs> totally. So we go back there and um, and I like, I wanted to get you know, we like, I met him and and actually he looked me right in the eye and, and I don't know, maybe I'm reading too far into this and who, who knows if you know exactly what this meant, but he looked me in the eye and he said, the music you are doing is good. And I, I think he was trying to say like, hey, listen, we, we got your back from, you yeah. know, maybe some of the you're getting and, or maybe not, but either way, it meant a lot to me. Yeah. And then I introduced him to my parents and I kind of like stepped away so that they could, and it was just so cool to see. I mean, I, I always say I won the lottery when I was born to my parents. They're Aww. the most magical people on the planet. And, you know, getting to see them talk to their hero, like essentially this is a, that guy is kind of a reason that I exist because my parents fell in love following the dead together and i i don't know if they would they've been married for 50 years and i think that 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 has a huge part Ugh. to do with like you know the love that has really solidified following them around and so getting to see them 
talk like, oh, it was so fucking cool. And then <laughs> and then the after party was that night. You oh, know? shit. And at first there was nobody there. And I was, I was like, you know what? It's okay. If nobody comes. Like I've, I've already, I was already set in the bar low. Right. <laughs> and then halfway through, it was more packed than any, than any after party that they'd had ever there at that point. And the place is just erupting and like people are singing and dancing and hugging. My, they're, they're finding my parents in the front row and realizing they're my parents and hugging my parents and thanking them, you know, and like, it was just like, and I could see that exchange happening. And it was, it was, it was just the best, you know, LP, you're a badass. Yeah. You're a badass. Wow. You are. I, know, I cannot believe how lucky I am. You, you know? know what, man? It, it's it, so cool. That's why see. it happens. It, it, it exactly. is. And, and, there, there's something really like we've been saying there's something special going on right now musically musically and- speaking there's something really special happening like and I, I i like to think that it's intentional like guys like bob and trey from fish they're they're not getting any younger that that shit's not gonna last forever and they're taking people like you and goose and goose and and Billy Strings and others, and they're propping them up in front of these audiences and introducing their audiences to these people in order for them to be able to carry on the lineage of this thing into mm-hmm. the future. That's what's happening. But because they realize it is, I mean, yes, they are the band that's making this music, but it's actually so much bigger than that. It's way bigger. And I feel like they're saying, hey, we want a place where our com- community will continue to feel safe. Yes. Yep. We want where our community will continue to feel joy. And it's so cool that they care enough to do that. Right. Yeah. I, like that for as 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 an artist, I'm like like paying it forward. I I hope that I can always, you know, do that. I'm I'm learning that a lot from watching even oh my God, watching Bob, my parents said my mom goes, I just wanted to thank you for, you know, all the, all the joy that you have given us throughout our lives. And he looked her right in the eye and he said, the honor is all mine. And it was just like the most, it was the most <laughs> authentic thing I've ever seen. And I was like, you know, how many people have told him that or wanted to meet him or more, you know, yeah. and, and he was just, it was so real. It wasn't the hundred millionth time he'd heard it. It was the first. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And that I, 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 I really took that in. Like, and and you know, I was kind of talking about the anxiety I sometimes have afterwards mm-hmm. meeting people and seeing that exchange. I was like, oh, so he's just dropping into his body, and he's just he he does feel grateful for that, and that's what he's focusing on. That's dope. And it was it was a really cool learning moment for me. LP, what wow. what was your musical turn on moment? What was what was it for you that like flipped your switch? For 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 the dead? No, music, music in general. Oh, for music? Yeah. Oh, music. Okay, well, <laughs> I actually don't even remember it because I was in second grade. Oh shit! And I don't really have very many memories of second grade, but my mom tells me that I. So I'm a bulldozer. I get what I want and like I will not stop until I get what I want. Sometimes that can go really bad and just never, I never get what I want, but I will not stop. Okay. <laughs> in second grade, I, I sat my parents, I said, we need to have a family meeting. And they're like, okay. And I sat them down and I dressed up for it. And I said, I need piano lessons. And they were like, how do you even know? Like we didn't have a piano in the house. My parents are music lovers, but not musicians. And, 
and they're like, where, like, did you see this in a TV show or like what? what? And I said, I just, I, I know it in my, I know it in my body. I need piano lessons. Whoa. And so they were like, okay, well, um, we'll, we'll work to find you a teacher. And the second time in my life that I won the lottery was when my parents found this teacher. Whoa. Um, and she, her name's Carolyn Horn and I have her. I have her face tattooed on my. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. And they, um, they, so they they got recommended through other friends. Um, you know, Eugene is such a supportive community that they had a bunch of recommendations within a few days. And um, but she came highly recommended, and uh-huh. so they called her, and she and she said, second grade is younger than I take. Um, I usually like to start third or fourth at the earliest, but I'll meet with her and see if I can recommend somebody. Or so I knew that it was a meeting. And so I wore my best gesture hat that I had gotten at the Oregon Country Fair the year before. Okay. And my I wore overalls with three different layers of plaid shirts that did not match these overalls. And I put on my best bow tie and I walked into the meeting. (laughs) Second grade? How cute! Oh, yeah. I was like, this woman is not going to deny me. And uh, our souls just, our souls met and lit on fire. Uh, and I studied with her from second grade through 12. She is, she is a spark plug. Like the fact that I got to have somebody in my life who was not my parents, another adult be a mirror to me. And that mirror said, you are courageous. You can do anything. You, you know, you are love. You are light. I had that since second grade, like on the days that I didn't really want to practice the piano or whatever. She cultivated creativity by like, we played the inside of the piano or we'd play the bongos or we would just dance. And she was classically trained. She, an insane classical pianist. But when I wanted to start learning jazz, she was like, okay, I'll learn it with you. She, she is the reason that I'm doing what I'm doing. And I can't like emphasize enough. Like the power of a good teacher is everything. Um, And she, she has Alzheimer's now. And so she never got to see um, my career kind of started taking off after. Uh, and she, if she could see it, she'd be side stage screaming and hooting and hollering. She was just like, just powerful, said what she, you know, said what she wanted to say with all the love, but like had more energy and more charisma. And uh, oh my gosh, I know that she would be like over the moon. So there's days where um, I'm playing the piano on stage if it's a good show and she comes to me and I can feel her. I can oh, feel yeah. her. There it is. And like, um, you know, that's yeah. I'm trying to be grateful for that. But sometimes I get pissed that I can't share this with her. Wow. Man. She, did she see Did she see the portrait on your finger? Um, I saw her last time I was home. I went to her home and um, yeah, but she. Actually, it was interesting. She went back and forth between thinking that she didn't have any kids. I was probably like the closest to a daughter to her. And she thought I was her daughter. Uh, and then, you know, then she wouldn't know who I was. And uh, I don't I don't think she quite like. Yeah. Picked up it, yeah. but, I, but I got to show her and she um, she had a Busendorfer piano. It was like at the time it was like there's 20 in North America when she got it. She built her house around it and and she um, gave that to me in her will. So and then she told me when I went before she, you know, started going through this horrible dementia. She told me that when she dies, she wants to be cremated and that she wants me to throw her ashes in the piano. So whenever (gasps) I miss her, I can talk to her. Oh, my God. Wow. What an amazing. You really did hit the lottery, LP. 
in 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 life lottery in life most people the older i get and the more i'm in this industry the more i'm meeting other artists who you know have had really a, a struggle to get here and maybe not as much support and like i hit the lottery yeah man it's so and you know it that's what's so special it's wow so after okay so you go do playing in the sand, okay, do all this crazy shit. It in the middle of all this, you're you're doing an al- a new album too. Like what? Yes, what are you doing it on the plane? It's so funny. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure I'm not. I'm sure I'm not supposed to talk about this, but I'm going to tell you something that is a hilarious pickle because you'll appreciate it. Okay. So I spent the last few years writing an album on airplanes and trains oh, and uh, hotel rooms and and then one. This is one of the craziest weekends I played. Um, I played LA late night, uh, pride, yeah, pride, no, sorry, pride in New York and then got straight on the plane. Flip, no, I played electric forest, played an after party, had to get on a jet, get to New York, played an after party, uh, in New York, uh, pride 10,000 people until four in the morning, went straight back to the airport, flew to LA, played a show in LA, no played an after party, went straight back to the airport, flew to Paris <laughs> And then I had two days to finish my album. <laughs> what? Holy shit. And I was in Paris because I had an amazing team. Uh, we ran uh, DJ Tennis uh, and Cheever and Ashworth. We ran everything, all the MIDI parts that I was, you know, riding on airplanes, this little MIDI keyboard, ran it through vintage synths and layered live drums with the with the electronic drums. And, and I've, as a dance artist, mostly you just release singles. And for the first time I got to, you know, write interludes or write songs that didn't need to stream well on streaming services that could just be music. And so I finished this album. And anyways, the album comes out in June and I'm doing a headline uh, live tour around it. But <laughs> Dead <and> Co. <laughs> reached out to me. <laughs> To see if I wanted to join them on some of their dates for their very last tour ever, which is the exact same dates as the headline tour. So I'm like, what a what an insane problem to have. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's cool. That's a great problem to have. I'll take that problem. Any, any day. and and actually any any decision you make is gonna be the right one. Oh man, I hope I, you know what? My dad always says. I try to remember this. You never know if it's going to be a broken leg day or, or a get out of jail day. You know, like you never know which decision is where mm. it's going to lead. Like in the pandemic, I thought my career's over. This is it. And actually it turned out to be the best thing that could happen for my career. And it's when I got the stems for the dead. That's when I started live streaming, getting up. You know, I just, you never know what decision is going to be the decision. You just got to follow through and see what happens. But I obviously want to, we're, we're trying, we're trying to make both work and we'll see. Wow. Uh, is, wow. Are there going to be any Portland dates? Let me think about this. I uh, I can't remember off the top. There, okay. there definitely will be Northwest. Northwest. Okay. Yeah. See, I think Seattle. Okay. I, I was pushing. I was like, "You guys, let's do Eugene." And they're like, "You gotta. You just played Eugene at like pretty much the biggest club you can play right now." But I'm hoping that next year I can come back and play the McDonald. Yeah. Yeah. But Portland is a very important. My aunts and uncles that live there. It's a really important market to me. So. Next time after Seattle, I'm hoping that the next Pacific Northwest show is Portland. Well, you got more family up here. Or, now. Yeah, you do. Or I was going to say, one of our favorites is Cuthbert. Cuthbert Wait, down in you, Utah. Oh, I love Cuthbert. Cuthbert Wait, are y'all, is the most um, Oregon Country Fair people? No, actually. We, so every, every year that we have lived here, we've had something going on that could, Co- it's are coincided. Are you kidding me? No, no, wait, wait, wait. wait. 
Every year, every, every, every single year. year. This year, though, this year we got invited to go on to um to be the, do spoken, the spoken word. word stage and to do a podcast, and so that's so what, we're going. So that's and we got what's going it's kind of like kind of like you've been here for six going on seven years. What the fuck, guys? Why there? haven't yeah. you come guys, here? I have never missed it since the womb. Literally, I will be. I've flown in from last year. I flew in from. Uh, Ibiza. This year, I'll be flying in from Italy and then straight back to Ibiza. It does not matter in the world where I am. I will not miss this festival. So we get to hang out. Okay. I am trying to. I got an offer. I'm supposed to be in Ibiza. We're trying to change everything so I can come play Peach because I've never even heard of it. But now I was talking to the guys at Goose, the, the yeah. Goose guys, and I was like, "What made your like? What was the moment? You know?" And they they said Peach. It was. Oh, it was yeah. The single. We're talking about Peach Festival, everybody. We're we're back. We took a little <laughs> break there. Um, it was the single most organized, coolest, curated, magical shit I have ever yeah. seen in my life. They were for so, real. They they are. They were so dope. They treated the artists right. The grounds were so perfect it was perfect for a festival and there's a water park there's a ski lift what like, yes yeah, yeah. There's, there's like a, a lazy river like just in the middle of everything a water slide so that you can like cool off and chill there's like the you um, can ride the chair yeah, the gondola up the top of the mountain. Up at, so they have the vip up at the top of the gondolas if you take a little ride i mean it is and then it's beautiful and look at y'all getting booked so what does that look like is this it's like it's a setup like this with a live audience yeah yeah. yeah we, so we, last we year, went, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Last year, there's like a, it's a ski lodge. The, it's a ski resort in the winter time, and so there's like the lodge, you know, where they drink yeah. cocoa and all that stuff. Yeah, where you're a ski bunny. Right. Yeah, you have your lacquers. So and they had like yeah. um, Jay Blakesburg doing his pictures, displays in there, and like giving a talk, and then they had us up there, and we talked to like Jennifer Hartswick and Dogs in a wow. Pile, and like. James Casey from Tab and a bunch of people. And then when we were leaving, we were walking out and I was like, we need to go thank the guy that booked us for it. I was like, before we leave, we need to go tell them thank you. And so we went, we found him and I was like, look, man, I just wanted to say thanks. This was a really transformational thing for us. This was a huge deal and I appreciate you trusting us to be here and thank you so much. And I said, so next year we want to be on the Grove stage. And he was like, okay. Let's make that happen. He's like, get with me early in the year next year and let's start planning early. I was like, Holy shit. Yeah, you never yeah, know. no shit, right? And so right after Christmas, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to send him an email so he doesn't fucking forget about me. <laughs> and lo and behold, here we go. We're going again. <laughs> so it's happening. No way. Yeah, yeah. That is way. so uh, Okay, and so and then at the fair, where will you be again? Uh, so that's I what guess, I was going to tell you. You'll a... appreciate this. So we we were just waiting to see what was going to happen. I get, I don't go on Facebook very often. I get a message on my phone through Facebook messenger and it's the guys from peak experience. And they're like, Hey, we're, we do spoken word and we really think that you need to be at fair. This So fair reached out to us to come to fair. I was like, we can't and they did not. wait, and they did last year too, but we couldn't do it because right. we were out. We were just we coming, had already booked stuff. We were well. It was Peach. We were. I think you're just coming back or something like something with the timing. And yeah, so it's they are right. Two are years back back. in a row. Yeah. So I 
I was like, we, we can't not that's. Uh, so here's the thing is how cool to like, I want to go to this thing. I want to go to this thing. And then you get to go to this thing when you are invited to go do what your, what your purpose is, yeah. you know, like yeah, this is clearly, you guys are wonderful at this. I feel so comfortable and so seen and heard this interview. Aww. And I'm so grateful you're meant to be doing this. How cool to then, you know, get that validation and be invited to this thing that you were wanting to go do anyways. And also now that you get to camp because you're a performer, that's where the real magic oh, happens. Yeah. So this was, it was meant to be. Oh yeah. Years ago, we're like, we're like scrounging around for SOs from people and you know, you we know, were, we're, yeah, we were in a oh, volunteer. The They're like volunteer <laughs> and you can do this and maybe you'll get crew. in at night. And also you can work eight hours for maybe the chance to then, be, I mean, it's, it's, I'm, they're brilliant, but yeah. Then a lot of my friends who are finally on cruise, like they're just dead by the time the night comes. Yeah, you know? you're exhausted. I can't, yeah. I can't wait to, exp- I said to them the other day, I was like, how totally cool that like we get the opportunity. I'm so grateful that we get the opportunity to do this thing and like be there who we are. Yes. Yes. LP, you know, this, first of all, can I ask how old you are? I'm 35. So your spirit is so youthful and so young and you just really, you really remind me of my daughter a lot so much. And, and when I, when I saw you, there was like this one shot that I saw of you and it reminded me so much of Sydney, my daughter, our daughter. And like, I'm so happy for you. Like I'm per, like, I feel like, yay, she's doing it. She's get like, <laughs> like, like a mom, like I'm not your mom, but I just feel like this certain connection and energy to you and to have you have this conversation today it, I I know that it was in my spirit that I felt like this something about you and I'm so grateful that we got to connect and I'm so yes. grateful <laughs> that it's on your trajectory up because you fucking deserve it yeah, for whatever reason I don't know why but you deserve <laughs> it you just do and you can tell and like I what can I just say yeah that the coolest part about my job is getting to meet people like you guys Aww. like getting to meet the like these weird creative <laughs> follow your dreams you know think outside the box people yeah for sure it's yeah. just like it's so this is the stuff of life i mean playing music is wonderful and i'm so grateful for that but it brings me to people who are just so interesting and fascinating and i'm gonna see you a few times this year it sounds yeah, we like are. And, you know i can't wait to just drop in with you guys so if if it's possible if it works out we i'll stay in touch i'll send you my number um, I would love to talk to you at Peach if we can do it. If, if it if, if it ends up if, happening, depending if. on yeah, or fair or whichever one that happens, yeah. I would love to talk to you anywhere. Okay, <laughs> deal, deal, a hundred percent. And also, did you say your daughter is she's DJing? Yes. She's so, actually DJing um, next week. She, her, she, they do a lot of stuff in LA. Well, they live in LA. So her husband is um part of a band called Swim. He's a drummer, cool. and. They um, have their own band and they do DJing as well. So, so, so they, I'm going to send you her song that they re- released. It's called Pool Day. It's one Please of them. I, I, have, I have a radio show where I get to feature, you know, songs that I think should be featured. Um, please send it to me. Oh, absolutely. I was also going to say I um, started a nonprofit that teaches women how to produce and DJ. It's called Fem House. It's like, it's, it's my why. Uh, and it's free online courses and workshops. What? And what? Do shake, she would love that. 
Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I was going to ask you about it because you have the hat on and I looked at it. There's a, there's a link on her website. All right, all right let's hear it. Let's finish. Yeah, let's we hear that. do. You know, the industry, it's actually been so, you know, I, I started this. So I was like, uh, there's, here's the thing, like more female produ- producers, does that change the world? I don't know. But thinking that you can do anything does change the world. Mm-hmm. So we just happen to be doing that through electronic music. And um, we are doing, so we... What's been so shocking and in the best possible way is that the industry cares and, you know, they're supportive and maybe they don't know how to make these changes, but they want to. And so we're doing a lot of we're doing a stage takeover at Halloween and we do it at EDC and ArcFest and um, it's hard to be what you can't see. So we're trying to get more (laughs) women on those lineups. And then we also offer um, educational courses to learn the technical aspects of making music. But, um, you know, would love to be linked to your daughter if she's into this stuff. Absolutely. She would freaking that's honestly, that's one of her. She's literally a jack of all trades. This this woman is like and she's a freaking mom. I don't even know how she does it. I don't live near her. So she doesn't have grandma and grandpa around to take care of this angel heart that she created created he's already modeling she's a model and an actress and a dancer and a dj i'm telling you she's badass like she is she's my hero yeah i I whispered to mel in in the when we like halfway through our conversation today pulled mel's earpiece off i was like we have to introduce her to sit like you guys I need to know each other absolutely love that and i'm in la all the time right. so oh my like, gosh feel free to link me over text or email I, we're, or we're after the show also, i'm gonna i'm just gonna chat you guys in the chat right now if you can see that i'm just gonna give you my phone number so okay you have that I love you, LP. I, I with was, no, without any restriction. I love you so much. Like I'm I not feel kidding. The exact same way. Like <laughs> oh, my people. It's yeah. just we're your people. The coolest thing about this this remix project is that it has brought me closer and closer to my people. And it's helped. Like what well, you were doing free that uh, that orchestra. I'm I watched it like at oh, least geez. eight times. <laughs> I watched it at least. So that <laughs> happened a month before playing the sand and afterwards, like, you know, I walked on stage, my parents were there, like I fell on their arms sobbing and I was like, I'm retiring. This is peak. This is it. This is it. We've reached the pinnacle. And then playing the sand happened. And the first thing my dad said to me was, so good thing you didn't retire. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to it dad to always it. like bring it back to a level, you know? So, yeah, the, ma- the magic oh doesn't stop. The magic. Right? What's continues. your parents' names? Um, they're Mike and Gail. And actually, can I just, sorry, I'm sure that I'm taking up way too much of your time. No, no. Uh home, girl. One more fun fact about my dad. Uh, so I was touring in Australia sometime last year and I was feeling so ungrounded and, um, starting to feel kind of lost and it kind of got a little bit scary for me. Like, uh, my, my mental health wasn't in a good place. I was tired. I was just like, I wasn't grounded. Right. Yeah. So, um, whenever I'm home, which is more, you know, more and more rare, but whenever I get to go see my parents, um, my dad and I do this thing where we write po- a poem back and forth. So, like, you know, he'll write in his notebook, he'll start a line, then I'll do another line until the poem is done. So, I reached out to him and I was like, "Hey, I'm feeling pretty ungrounded, and I, and you're one of my favorite roots. So, do you think that we could flow right now, like, write a poem? I'm about to go on stage soon, but." So we went back and forth and he, you know, he knew I was in Australia. So I kind of like made a reference to where I was. And then we wrote this poem and, and this always happens right as I was going to go on stage. It just like magically wrapped itself up. And that, that just feels like it's kind of par for the course now. So before every show, we do this together. We write a poem. And then he, at the end, he sends me 
you know, an email with like he'll bold, you know, mine is in bold and his and whatever. And then I'll be like, uh, Leah in London, dad in Eugene, Leah in Oaxaca, dad in Eugene. Mm-hmm. And it's like this like kind of um, journal of my touring and also like how I'm feeling. And, you know, some of them are hilarious. Like the last poem just like referenced the Merry Pranksters and like we went off and off on that. And some of them are hilarious and some of them are, are you know, dark and and I'm like having a hard time. And then after the show, call me and just, you know, check in and just, man, I feel so grateful for that. So I show my managers and I'm about to release this vinyl, my first album, which is called Light Places from um, uh, Once in a While You Get Shown the Light in the Strangest of Places, if you look at it right. right. And Light Places LP, It my dad and I kind of came up with that together. So my sister-in-law, I sent her all the poems from last year and she animated all the poems. She's so talented and wonderful. And we bound it into a book I- and it's going to be... Um, <gasps> It's you, the first X amount of people that buy my vinyl will get this book as well. And uh, I got to give it to him for his birthday. So his 70th birthday happened to be my first hometown show ever in Eugene when I played for the Garcia remix album release party. Holy shit. On, like, are you like the universe was just like <laughs> winking and winking and smiling? And and so I got to give him this book, you know, right before the show. And, um, yeah, it was just. Yeah, it was I, it's so cool. funny. You're, you're, you said you guys were doing that, like send, creating the poems together. And I thought, <laughs> oh, she's got a coffee table book right there. That's a coffee table book. Oh. <laughs> oh. Totally. And I was, I was like, I want to just make for his birthday. I want to give him something. Like, I want to figure out a way to, you know, make these. And my sister in law, God bless her, is like, ooh, I could animate them. And like, ooh, I, I, you know, I know this printer. And like, and then this thing. And, and now, you know, when I'm not able to write with him for some reason or another, I, I carry the book with me and I just, I look at it and it reminds me like, you know, some shows I get really nervous and like, it's almost like, ah, is this worth it? Like, I feel so sick. I'm about to go be judged by a room full of people. And, and then I remember like, what's important? Mm-hmm. Human connections and like the human connections I'll have with, with the dance floor and like with the people I love. And that's, that's it. That's it. That's it. I love that. That, wow. that, you know what, man? I, I want to say I'm sorry on behalf of the Grateful Dead community that was ever mean to you, <laughs> and just I tell mean, you that it, you know what? No, I mean it. I but mean it builds it. character. It does build no, character. The, you know what? I'm gonna just. I'm sorry. You didn't. You did not deserve <laughs> yes. that at all. And that's shitty. And we love you. I. You know what? I actually am one of the most privileged people on the planet to be surrounded with so much damn love. To be born to a family with so much damn love. So, um, I. But I, you're uh, giving it back, yeah, LP. You're, you're doing the right Th- thing. That's the thing. You you've been given so much, and you, look at you can give it to twenty five thousand people, and and it's no big deal. That's and, and, that's a special and you're still kind of. Give, a, you're still going to give it to the people that are mean to you, and because that's be what we do. Those those people need really love even need more. Yeah. They need a For really sure. big hug. The world needs totally. it right I hope that one day I get to hug them, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, LP. I got your number. We'll stay in touch. Okay, oh, my gosh. Yeah, stay in touch. All right. Thank you, guys. This oh, was amazing. So Much love, sis. Through. Thank you. We'll see you, you. soon. Okay, bye. Oh, sweetness. Okay. So, yeah. She's, that was, she's that awesome. was LP Giobi, everybody. I love her. We already I, loved her just watching her. She's well, I loved her from Relics Magazine. Amazing. The me- I remember I showed you. Yeah, I was no, like, I was like, we I, need to get her on the show. Yeah, I was like, because her smile, there's something about her smile. I know everybody's smile is great, but like, 
she again like there was something about her that reminds me of sydney and it's not it's not like they look alike it's just it's the energy it's the yeah it's the energy one of the most you get shown the light Ah. that's one of the most genuine like people Um, and smiles and everything hearing about well her life it makes a lot of sense that that's deep-rooted oregon country fair family Right there. You know what Just, I mean? You know what? We Mike, got very emotional too. Uh, Mike and Gail, congratulations yeah. and thank you for creating such a beautiful human being for the world to have. <laughs> like for real. Like that, you two have done an incredible job not only raising her, but the, her head is on right. And I'm I'm like wowed. And And you know what? Like, the whole thing with people being mean and and I understand. Well, you I, yeah, you've I, been I, in I that it. cup, not with her, but like you know, with, I've never slid into somebody's comments. And no, been what I just mean is like really, like you know, the dead music or like trying to. Yeah, that's but, what I mean, not like that. Here's the but. thing: like the universe is selective in in who it puts out front a lot of the time, and I especially more so in this community than others it there's not a lot of garbage and so if something is is out front and you're seeing it often pay attention nowadays man there's i'm not talking about pop culture that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about our community if if something's rising to the surface of this community, it's because it deserves it right now. That's where yeah. I'm coming from. That's a good point, babe. That's a really good point. Yeah, I'm not talking about the bullshit on TV and the bubble gum. And that the that kind of attitude that she's got deserves to be like recognized and, and like spread for everybody to see. Yeah, and it's hard to argue with who we consider our heroes when Trey and Bobby and all them are recognizing these people. There's no ploy in it or bullshit or anything other than what we were saying no. earlier and of like they're recognizing this is what's going to carry on this legacy. Yeah. And I want my audience to realize this because I like I love them. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. It doesn't have to be for you. It doesn't. It it, it just have respect, man. You know, have some respect. Like these people are look. Yeah, she gets to travel all over the world and, and do all that stuff, and that's that's awesome. That's hard as shit. Make no mistake, that's exhausting. It's emotionally tiring. It's mentally fatiguing. All that, and she's doing it so that she can bring joy to people. And even if you don't like it, just keep your mouth shut, man. Just I don't. I that's not my that's cup what, of tea. I'm turning. I was the gonna say that's what I do in life. If I come across something I don't like, whether it be food, drink, music. I don't do any. I don't go. I don't immediately go to you guys. Don't fucking do that. That's fucking bull. Yeah, that's hate just black your opinion. I will say, <laughs> you know, at, at the the beginning of um, No Simple Road, there was a lot of music that I didn't know about that you would bring to No Simple Road, and I was like, I don't know this music, and kind of immediately had a negative attitude about it, whether I did end up liking it or not. And what I realized is that when people are actually doing their craft and are bold enough and talented enough to make an album or play a concert or whatever to share it, 
find the way to appreciate what they've done. That's what I have done because I was like, I don't know such and such. I don't know this. And I was like, do you know how much guts it takes? That's what I was going to say. To put your lyrics, your music, your time and energy in front of people to be critiqued, to be applauded or booed. And no simple road is what has helped me get that inner critic out and try to find what is good in this. I I just think about like somebody like LP you're standing backstage. There's all these people out there and you have to walk out there alone. That's true. You have to walk out there. It's you. There's not a band out there. It's you by yourself behind your equipment and now go. Yeah, one, two, three, go. And that's all you. Look, man, even even if I didn't like it, I have to respect that courage. The, the game. Yeah. The, the, what goes that into kind that. of courage, it's man. It's like coming that's, out naked in front yeah, of exactly. everybody. That's, that's literally what that is like. Like, okay, you've got your cute outfit on, but you're coming out naked in the sense that you're, your hands, your mouth, your talent, that's what's... That's well, that, what's exposed. Like that, that relics article and stuff that like speaks towards what she, how much she puts into this. Cause that, I mean, it's talking about like people ask her, like, how do you plant? You don't know. She says she doesn't. It depends on the time of day. Who's opening? Who's closing? What's the weather like? What's going on? Where in the world are you at? Like so many factors come into it. To, yeah. That to also become your own producer and be doing all of this and everything. She is like a one per, I mean, we, and we didn't even I, get I'm touch sure she the would surface say all of the her nonprofit or, her. I mean, no. there's so much more, there's that's, more there that's oh, going the, on. I'm glad we saved some for later. That's right. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. All right. So for everybody out there, I, I hope that, um, you can appreciate it. You know, you don't got, it doesn't got to be your new favorite, but if it is dope and if it's not be kind, you know, let, let's, yeah. let's be nice to you. One thank goodness for people like her that they're, that, that are opening us to a younger audience to bring them into the dead community because that's mm-hmm. what she's doing on her Thank end. God for that's, bringing in fresh air and new, like. And they're much more accepting. They are growing up in a more accepting world of everything. And I it, said that to a friend of ours. I was like, you know, she's spinning Jerry's lyrics to people that normally wouldn't have heard it. And. A, a lot of people nowadays, when they hear samples of stuff, they're like, ooh, I'm going to do the deep dive on that. That was cool. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, here come the dead, you know? Yeah. So it, it's, it, if the what's dead, happening right now wait is a really minute. cool. If the dead can appreciate and invite her out to their one of their final times touring, then shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> she got invited. Spoken. Shut the front door. That's what I'm, front I'm sorry door, yeah. if I hurt your feelings just now, but shut the fuck up, Bobby. They they invited her. She's the one that got invited. She didn't call them and be like, hey, what do you think? No. They reached out to her. So if they and can the- accept it and like know that they're lyrics are changed and their beats are changed and think it's rad, then so can and you. Then, and that part of the conversation too is so amazing because that wasn't about her. That was about her getting to say, Hey mom, dad, do you want to come back and meet Bobby? Mm-hmm. Like that was all about her parents and everything they did bringing her up for her to be able to be like, Oh my God, I get to do this. So that was, that was amazing. LP, you're amazing. Yep. Thanks yep. LP. And everybody, we will, uh, We'll be back on Monday 
with another installment of the No Simple Monday, Road Monday, Weekly Monday. Rewind where we hang out and, and just the three of us talk about stuff. And that, stuff. that is done in collaboration with our amazing friends over at the, the Edible, Edible Beast. Beast in Denver, Colorado. And if you haven't ordered their book, The Edible Beast, it's a their zine. zine. Yeah. Do it. There's some kick-ass recipes that anybody can make. Chinese it's, five spice punch. It's gorgeous. Like just you know, support. Anyway, so that's the, that'll be on Monday. And until then, you know what you should do? You should smile at a stranger and safety third. Be hydrate, kind. And, uh, yeah, be kind. You know, it's, it's getting to be that time of year when um it's going to turn from winter into spring. Well, we just had that Imbolac, Imbolac. Imbol. 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 Yeah. So it's that time of year, what Mel just said. And you said it. <laughs> it's it's uh, time to get your garden beds ready. So all those weeds that have been like dying in the garden right now, it's t- when it's not raining, if you're up here in Portland, go out there and like get that, get that stuff out of there and get the, the earth ready to start planting some stuff because it's time to get some, get some shit growing. We love That's you guys. Right. We'll be back on Monday. We'll see you soon. Peace. I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. Features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. But it's a tad bit of strange similarities that feed an A equal A complex. The fears of your past do not equal the perplexities of the current road. Hey, music fans, we wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th at the base of Akimo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fund run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com, for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. 
Hope you enjoy. <laughs>